games. We play them. We love them. And today we're going to be talking about not necessarily our top five favorite games, but the top five games that have had the biggest impact on each of our lives. And uh, I'm going to start with my number five. My number five is Dark Souls. Dark Souls has always been that kind of game where it always challenges you every single every single step of the way. And God, when I first played Dark Souls 3, I cried. I cried because <laughs> it was so hard. It was so tough just getting through everything. But then that, that feeling of being accomplishing that hard task, those hard challenges, those hard bosses that I could never be on my first try. But after being those, it felt like a rush of just pure euphoria, mm. pure bliss that I'll never forget ever. And that if I ever get to experience that again and go back and play Dark Souls again, I would because I want to feel that euphoria every single time I win. You know, I'm already starting to consider reconsider my list because of uh, I've played Dark Souls, not number three, but the one right before it. Number two, Scholar of the First Sin or whatever. Mm. It was a great game. I loved it. Uh, I hated it at first, but my little brother kept telling me I can't play it like a little like a normal game. I, I can't just farm the mobs. That's not how it works. You kind of go through it, die over and over. I have to accept death. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I like winning. <laughs> so it was it was a tough one for me, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm glad you put that up there because I totally forgot. <laughs> I had bought number three actually. I haven't gotten a chance to actually yeah, play it. Yeah, it's just one of those games that just so much fun to play that's why later on in my in my life i got neo it's kind of similar to that but it doesn't have it has the challenge of dark souls but when i pro like progress through that game it's way different because in that game it's like a mission system mm-hmm. and that instead of dark souls where it's just interconnecting areas mm-hmm. that you travel through through bonfires but this one's like through little shrines with little people in it but it's just not as fun, and the enemies are kind of the same the more you play it. Yeah. It's not that different. So that's why Dark Souls for me is just extremely unique in that people will say, like, now when they ever compare it, like a super hard game or something like that, they uh, they compare it, like, oh, this is like the Dark Souls of shooting or the Dark yeah, Souls yeah, got of you. RPGs. But yeah, I can see where it got its reputation, like how hard it was, but how really important this game was to the gaming industry and gaming feel as a general. I might have to uh, install that. I have it in my Steam library, just gathering dust. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll love it, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I played the one before and I did kind of love it. <laughs> you know, I never finished. I got stuck oh, at, at a point. Yeah, I'm gonna. I might have to play the previous one first. You're gonna. You need to finish it because yeah. after you beat that, beat the game, you just feel like a rush because you feel like. I just got over this hard challenge. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, like, yeah, I beat Dark Souls. Every boss. Like, Chris, I know you played, a, was it Salt and Sanctuary? And Sunny, I played, played a little bit, yeah. And, and Sunny plays that, too. You guys played uh, Salt and Sanctuary. I got to be honest with you. I've never played Dark Souls. I played Salt and Sanctuary for about an hour. Uh, and then I, I pretty much <laughs> dropped it. <laughs> it's not for me, man. Like, uh, props to you guys for being able to um, put up with that, like, constant, like, defeat and all that stuff. It's a new experience. I actually quit the game the first time. Again, it's humbling. Yeah, it's, it's my humbling. little brother had to tell me, "Yo, that's it's not the end." You know, just get through it, and then you'll see that the souls I lost upon that death didn't really matter. It really wasn't that much. I gotta be honest. It's a good feeling when you do beat that first boss in Salton Sanctuary, which mm-hmm. is like I don't know if you can, because I've never played Dark Souls. I don't know. I don't have any like point of reference. That's fair. Uh, but 
like the the number of attempts because I'm bad, I, <laughs> I suck at games. <laughs> but the number of attempts, like you know, after you finally do beat it, it really is a good feeling. So I can totally see where you're coming from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I was at Sunny's place one time. I played Salt and Sanctuary, and uh, I was kind of a secondary character. I was holding you back. I swear, <laughs> oh, big time. The very yeah, we first both boss, yeah, actually kept being wrecked. And I was supposed <laughs> to be the tank with the shield, mm-hmm. but you were doing all the work, and I'm just kind of running around causing them deaths. But yeah. Yeah, Tiffany just, um, since I already beat the game when you guys already came over, so I already have a lot of experience already. But when mm-hmm. I first started, I, me and my little sister, we played together. We would die a fuck ton of times when we fought the first boss because we just couldn't get it, the timing right, and he would just kill us in like two hits. Yeah. But after a while, we just learned his patterns, and we just got better. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. Um, I'm going to go to my fifth, I guess. But uh, before I do that, uh, the pattern thing you talked about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of games like that, right? And when there's like this 3D and there's like big bosses and you're like a small dude, right? It's like 20 times your size. Mm-hmm. And you got to know how to like dodge and stuff. That That's kind of a mechanic that we've picked up, right? But it takes a long time. That's that's a big part of gaming, which was not on my list. So that's why I wanted to say it <laughs> before I continue. All right, so my fifth um, is a, a game that I think that Sunny actually remembers. It's an epic battle fantasy three or two. I forget which. Mm-hmm. But uh, so there's this is a website called Congregate, and I used to. Uh, I still have an account there. I'm like level twenty three. Um, and you, you do. huh? <laughs> I do. I do have a Congregate. Yeah, and I play know. games there, and sometimes the originals, sometimes it'd be other people's games put on there for like you know monetary gain or whatever. Um, this was an RPG game. You get these like four people, and uh, this was kind of my first. Oh, I won't say my first, but my first like normal RPG game where there's a turn-based system, there's, like, one dude who's the main melee dude, one one girl who's, like, the main healer, another girl who's, like, the main mage, and then there's a sharpshooter dude. And they each have their own ability, um, like, level-ups and progression, and getting that and trying to get them to synergize and defeat new monsters, inputting elements, like, weak, weak, weak and strong elements towards certain enemies, this was kind of new to me, because uh, I know a lot of people play Pokemon, but I didn't play... Pokemon when I was younger. I mean, I watched a show, but that's about it. Um, I'm actually playing some of those games now. But Epic Battle Fantasy, the an RPG game that is, like, super cartoony, has a bird's-eye view, 2D motion. I don't know. That that was that was big for me. Kind of, like, yeah, just tell me, I, I feel kind of bad because I feel like I should have uh, added some Flash games to my list as well because those are kind of the games where we all started our pc gaming from mm-hmm. we go to like armor games congregate mm-hmm. uh, armor yeah. games uh cool i think like coolgames.com or something like yeah, that cool math games cool math yeah cool math games cool, yeah. cool math for kids yeah yeah something like that uh, and we always happy just wheels. <laughs> oh my god happy wheels happy is wheels so... is a big one <laughs> bro i forgot that one. it's like it's where we like all basically started where we couldn't mm-hmm. like kids nowadays you know they have their big pc rigs but back then we, we were kids we had all we had was like Windows XP. <laughs> no, 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 you're straight. Uh, uh, solitaire. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I played Solitaire, yeah. Yeah, Solitaire. Minesweeper? I, I played that on my grandpa's computer, actually. Minesweeper was a big it's one. pretty classic. Oh, do you guys ever play that uh, 3D space pinball thing? Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. 3D pinball. Yeah, this space like, pinball. that's where, like, uh, my first, like, PC Charge. gaming experience Oh, have from. you guys ever played that one where the Yeti chases you when you're skiing oh, down the hill? Oh, is it just called skiing? <laughs> Yeah, it's something. I don't know. It's something like that. It's so I, I played something. the app version like what, a year ago. Remember? Oh yeah, they converted it. But, but, not, but I never played that original. First came out. That blew my fucking mind because I was uh, just this little kid, and my dad came home from work one day, 
and he pulled it up on his computer. Actually, I, man, I feel like I should have put this on my list now. <laughs> uh, it's just a really cool memory for me when he, he was just showing me this game and he let me try it for the first time. And that was one of my first experiences with gaming, especially PC gaming. Mm-hmm. That was my very first time, or one of them at least. Um, so, yeah, Flash games, that was a big one. Man, I, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. now I had to think about, like, damn, that that's really a good piece of influ- like influential games that tell me to like to play games a lot more than I do now. Yeah, so that number five of mine was more of a category type thing, like RPG in general, Flash, kind of that whole world, but I chose Epic Battle Fantasy 3 because, I don't know, I just remember putting an F ton of time into that. <laughs> All right. All right, I guess I'll go over my fifth one now. Uh, this is a game that I only just played, I think, last year, last time, uh, I think winter or something like that. Um, it's Persona 5. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I regret that I can't put it higher because I love this game so much. And we're trying to get a Ross to play. He hasn't played it yet. Oh, that is true. Both played. That is true. I, I might try. The allure to me is uh, I, I don't know, for a long time, I've kind of always been interested in Japan. Um, I don't know. Not in like a, well, kind of a weeaboo-ish kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll expose myself. Um, but what's interesting about Persona is that you're going through the motions of a high school, like, guy, basically, in Japan. So he lives and he goes to school in Shibuya, which is in Tokyo, Japan. And a lot of the, uh, system is that you're going through, like, school, uh, you're doing, like, part-time jobs, or you're doing things like that. So you're getting a little experience, like a little chunk of Japan, and you kind of experience what that's like, or you get some kind of cultural insights there. Um, even if it may be, to, like, a loose form, um, you still get to ex- sort of, um, like, a secondhand experience into the culture, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Um, the other part of the um, attraction for me is that Persona 5 was pretty much my first JRPG. Oh, which is, uh, I don't know, that might be surprising to some people. Maybe not to you. Cause you RPG, so a Japanese RPG? Yeah, Japanese RPG. Mm-hmm. That's uh, That was pretty much my first exposure to it. And I've been playing a lot since then. And so that was kind of like the, like what do you call it, the launch point or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I just love the mechanics of uh, the turn-based combat. And um, it's it's a gacha game. So you you kind of go through and you're getting uh, different characters and catching them. And then that's sort of how you get um, more and more powerful, more strong. Mm-hmm. Go through the storyline. Oh, I didn't even touch the storyline. It's amazing. <laughs> the story is so good. Like, I really felt that. And it's it's totally like a character-driven game, uh, which is something I love, too, because I love um, any game that has a good story, any game that has good character development. So uh, maybe Sonny can add some of his experiences with it. Yeah, man. I totally agree with whatever you like. With, like all the things you said about the game. Sonny has played this before, Chris. How many hours have you guys put into this game, by the way? I have put 130, I think. I put almost 200 hours in the game. Holy. So, Sonny, what's your input on (laughs) this number five? I I love, love the Persona series. Uh, It's just incredible. I've waited for Persona 5 for almost basically my whole life, ever since I started off with uh, Persona 3 on the PS2. Uh, I'll... Oh my god! Just there's so much I can talk about the game, like yeah. the story, the character. I love the characters. Uh, every single character I met in that game just was incredible and extremely, extremely relatable. 
Like you can uh, one example be uh, my boy Ruji. He's he's like kind of the first guy you meet at the school. He's kind of that outcast, that blink wind that nobody talks to. But then in the game, there's things called social links, and that you the more you interact with that person, the more stronger your, your relationship with them becomes. And that's like that with every single character. And the Ryuji story is like he was part of the track team, but until no spoilers, right? No spoilers. No, no spoilers. No. All right, no cool, spoilers. cool. Yeah, I, I might still play. But yeah, he is part of the track team, and then something happened to him, and then he had gone down this path that basically where he ends up now before he meets you where he's like an angry kind of guy but he's deep down inside he's a kind-hearted man that cares about every single person that he meets and you might come off as a maybe aggressive or intimidating but really it's it's just underneath of the rough layers is just a really like kind of a passion for what he has and, Mm -hmm. and what he wants to do and that's what makes me like fall in love with the game and that I came back to it like three times. Yeah. And, and I always would be it again. And it just comes up with a new experience every single time. Just What's nice is there's so much content in the game, whether it's maxing out your social links or maxing out um uh the other thing we didn't even touch on was the skills mm-hmm. and things like that. You can match out your uh what are those called again? What what? The uh you know, like uh proficiency and stuff like that. Oh, you're like uh basically your social stats. Like yeah, your the stats, charm, yeah. there your you guts, go. all that stuff. And can, can you work out in that game? Yes, you yeah, can. You can actually. That's cool. You can work out to increase your HP. And you you have there's this cat in the game. His name is like Morgana, and he's always there cheering you on. And it's like it just makes you feel better for just doing these kind of sort of activities mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that. So that's why I completely agree with Chris's choice of talking. There's so much that we didn't touch on in the game. Uh and it's it's pretty much impossible to touch on everything because there's so much content in the game, and you just it, it it's the kind of game that makes you want to keep coming back for more playthroughs, um, whether it's through the new game plus or the completionist route if you want to get the hundred percent. Um, but yeah, that's in recent memory, that's probably the most influential, most impactful game uh, for me. I uh, strongly agree. And then people who have not played yet, like a, like a Raz, I recommend it completely. It's a great game to get into if you really want to get into the JRPG field. For sure. I totally I'm a, agree. I'm a big PC gamer. That's the only barrier I have between me and that game. Yeah. I think it's PS4 exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. PS4 mm-hmm. exclusive. That's that's my barrier. But uh, otherwise, I would have got the game already. You guys are really good at selling it. All right. Um, starting from now, my number four is a game that I'm pretty sure none of you guys have ever heard of. It's called uh, Mabinogi. It's um, an MMORPG by, published by Nexon, and it's one of those games where I played at an extremely young age, but the friends I made in that game, I will never, ever forget. It's, um, so basically, Mabinogi, it's a game, it's, M- yeah, well, it's an MMORPG where you basically can do what, almost whatever you want. You can become anything you want in that game. You can become a chef, a blacksmith. You can be like a so there's a bunch of classes in the game where you can be like a warrior, mage, like archer, but you're not restricted to that. You can do hybrid classes, whatever you want. You can be warrior, mage, archer, mage, just anything you want in that game. You can you can be, and um, it's not only that with all the highly like customizable uh, features of of your character. 
but it's the friends you meet that definitely change your experience of that game. So I started out. My username was a、uh, Monkey Boy Five. Nice. <laughs> and I started off, you know, just playing the game, just thinking like, "Wow, this is like back then." Those it was like my first three D kind of graphic game, and I was blown away by the graphics, and I loved it. Even though like you walk really slow, but、mm. you know, it's not really the fall of the game. It's just you exploring. But、um, I met my first friend, and I. Don't know how to describe his hair, but it was kind of like uh, uh, those crazy hot dog hair you see. What a pompadour? Yeah, a pompadour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never knew the term for that. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, he my first friend ever. He had a pompadour, and I thought this guy was a fucking weirdo when I first met him. He we were hunting white wolves together. And he, but basically, after we got really, really close to each other, he started talking about his like personal life and how he talked about he talked about his girlfriend. And one day, I actually met his girlfriend. We actually talked. We actually interacted with each other. Like I always talked about him in the game, like how he was such a good friend for me. And there's one story、uh, part of in the game Mabinogi where I it definitely hit me. Is when so in this game there's like a lot of role playing.、So、it's、mm-hmm. an MMORPG. So there's one day I was walking through this like path to a, a town where there's a lot of trading going on, and I met this snake, just a random snake, out in the field, and it was just slithering along, and I see it, and I say hi to it, you know, because、mm-hmm. you know it's a friendly game, you know, it's be social, and we start the, the snake starts talking to me, we say hi. And then in the end, I become the snake's father. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. So in the so I I, I should explain this a little bit earlier, but be, they introduce、um, pets in the game,、mm. and that you can become your pet, and then you can talk as animals. Oh, so that's how this guy turned into、yeah. snake. I, th- I was thinking you you met an NPC or something. No, no, no. So this is a guy who was no, a snake. No, this is a girl. Oh, a girl. This、okay, is a、cool. girl. So basically, I got myself a daughter. And、nice. <laughs> so、wow. I was role playing. I was, I think, thirteen at the time, and this girl was like eighteen <laughs> when when I became her father. And like, just like going through it, she she even asked me for approval to、uh, date her、uh, online boyfriend. <laughs> What did you yeah. say? Yeah, I said, well, yes. Like we we so. In this game, I even had to fight her boyfriend to show how strong I was. That's <laughs> <laughs> her father. <laughs> and it was—it's funny because he—he he was so much higher level than me, so he killed me in one shot. So I was like, okay, I approve with this guy. And then,、oh、you know, it—it、um, it was just funny that that some eighteen-year-old girl would come to me for、uh, like approval for to date some online boy. But it was funny. You, you know? must felt like one powerful thirteen-year-old. Yes, yeah, some mature. But then later on, this is where things start really, really like hitting home, or like not really hitting home, but it, like she actually really, really opened up about her own personal life, and she、uh, tried to commit suicide one day, and so she, her mom actually came up to me and asked me、uh, if anything. Do do I know anything 
why would she want to do this? How did her mom reach you? Uh, through the game, through her account. Oh, okay. So she she logged into her Mabinogi account, and she asked all her closest, but she asked all her closest friends, but she talked about me most in her life. Wow. That's that, incredible that she that, to do that. Yeah, she always, t- she, her mom always told me, she talked about me, like how wow. much fun and how much of a, a figure I was in her life and that she almost tried to commit suicide. And so one day she, so I, I told her that uh, when I was playing with her, she was all happy. She had her online boyfriend. She got married in the game too. Oh, nice. <laughs> so yeah, she was just, super happy and she's like yeah and she just yeah she just felt like she was only happy when she was playing this game but then she just went off into the bathroom just like kind of wanted to slay her wrist and so the next few days i think um she gave her laptop to her, the girl my daughter basically and she but, was in the hall really her daughter yeah <laughs> yeah, but really her now, yeah. Her actual. Yeah, her actual, like her, the mom's, like, yeah. And so she, we actually talked and while she was in the hospital. She, she had her mm. laptop and everything and asked her if she was okay. And she's like, you know, you know, uh, I'm just like, she was actually like thanking me. Like, thank you for being, for talking to me. Thank you for accepting me and just being like kind of like a father, like an actual father, like who would actually be there and actually make me happy. And you know, for a 13 year old, this was like, holy crap. <laughs> this is like a really big bombshell for me. And yeah, that's a major moment. That's, <laughs> it's, that's a pretty, I'm actually surprised this isn't higher. I mean, how are you going to top that? <laughs> yeah, this uh, is number four. Too. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, like that game, no matter like, I always try to convince my other friends to play this game. Like it's a fun game, but they, you know, they always say no. But you know, deep down inside, this game would, it's always it would be fun and always hold those memories that I always cherish in that game, for all the friends that I met and how they connected with me. That's why it's not mad respect, Sonny. Mad respect. <laughs> I don't think any of us can top that. <laughs> all right, that was number four for me. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, my number four. Um, this kind of hits a little bit upon the beginning of what you spoke about, Mabinogi. I've, I've played next time games, it's not Mabinogi, um, where you can have multiple skills and pursue whatever sort of career or skill path you want with absolutely no repercussions. You can do whatever you want to whatever extent you want. Mm-hmm. You just get more the more time you put in. But it is very time consuming. My, my game is RuneScape. And... Uh, <laughs> have it, I played briefly. I played only a little bit. Um, mostly, I just watched my friends play uh, back in elementary school. All right, <laughs> way back in the day. What yeah, about you, Sunny? Yeah, same as Chris. Um, really? I, I only played it up until like my skill level was like fourteen. And bro, I was, yeah, yeah. Bro, same. you guys haven't even started. I still, no, yeah, we, I still died to goblins <laughs> in the beginning. That's how weak I was. I, I actually, it's been such a long time, and I only played for such a brief amount of time. I actually can't remember what the UI looks like at all. I still remember. I still remember it completely. I know exactly what buttons to press. All right, so uh, just so you know, Ari, you get you get to a level where um, if you surpass uh, NPC monsters or sorry, AIs, you know, um, by a certain level, they stop even aggroing you. So yeah, if you guys can. Yeah un-aggro the goblins that's kind of sad no I when I fought the goblins I would just die though because I, I suck I was trash <laughs> with that game too I actually couldn't even run the 
the game because uh, my machine was so. You know, okay, okay, that's for, fair. For back then, it was still okay. Like, so really RuneScape, bad. actually, even RuneScape to this day, you can still get the OSRS old school RuneScape yeah, and yeah, play yeah. it. Um, I've seen that update. It's still, it's still, you know, super laggy. But I digress. Um, there's so many skill paths that you can do, and. As long as they're not combat skills, there is absolutely no repercussions for your choices. You can just keep building up. Now, I was never a member. I remember one day looking at the non-member map versus the member map. You get to pay like a multi-fee or whatever. And um, I was experiencing maybe 10 to 20% of the game, without a doubt. There were a lot of skills that I could not even get into without being a member. And I remember always being like, dang, I can't even get onto those servers <clears throat> of those worlds. But I was still, I still had so much fun. Mm-hmm. I've, I put... I think maybe a year or two into that game. Literally, me, my older brother, and my younger brother. We we all played. We played together, played separately. I challenged my little brother to duel one time. Uh, He was slightly underleveled, so I you just use my fists, and I won. (laughs) I punched his armor, and it's so yeah. There's some dumb elements that game. No lie, but uh, one thing I remember very very clear, other than the UI and the gameplay in general, um, Halloween event. So they have events where things pop up and you do something. And one of my favorite was a Halloween event where you talk to Grim Reaper and he's lost some stuff and you got to help him out. Otherwise, he can't be the true Grim Reaper or whatever. And at the very end, you get a friend snake. Uh, not snake, sorry, a spider. <laughs> and the spider's name was Eek. Eek? And I, okay, so like, I, I don't know how old it was that time. Less, like 12-ish probably. Really young. And I don't know why, but that was like the cutest shit to me ever. <laughs> like... <laughs> I thought I was like, damn, I got a pet. I got to take care of it. You don't have to do anything with that pet, but you can talk to it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I got to the uh, end game, and I played at the end game. I did the the farming, the grinding. I did a little bit of everything. Um, combat, the combat system was super simple, but um, the flavor to the game started losing a little bit when my ignorance started getting, you know, when the game started dispelling my ignorance. So, like, I love the exploration part. But at some point, they, uh, they input a thing called um, the Grand Exchange. It's, oh, this, yeah. it's this place where uh, players can start trading with each other off a forum instead of just in person. So you don't have to meet a random person you don't know and trade with them. You can, there's actually, like, this place where people sell and then it's posted and you can buy it like that. And it simplified the game for me a lot, right? We can now get to end game faster. But uh, a couple years after that, when I tried playing it again, the replayability wasn't really there for me, just because the Grand Exchange kind of solved all those beginner problems. I kind of loved that nostalgic value. Um, This was still only the free version of the game. I've never been a member. If I could go back and pay for it, I probably would, (laughs) without a doubt. But... So much time has passed, I don't know if I can... I'd rather have the fond memory than go back to it and maybe it not being the same as it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, about your map and no game, I will agree on that one thing. The path, like, you can you can cook and increase your cooking level or whatever. You can do whatever you wanted. And, uh, oh, and the max level for something is 99, and if you hit it, you get a cape. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like there's, a, there's a bank near the main place where you start, and you just see tons of people just making a campfire, moving one block to the left to make another one in a line. They keep doing it just because they're trying to get their, <laughs> their like, you know, wood cutting and campfire level up. But yeah, that's my number four, RuneScape. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. I never uh, had that experience, but I wish I did, man. All my friends used to play it. Yeah. Um, you were so close. <laughs> so close. If only my PC was better. Yeah. <laughs> That was the only uh, inhibiting factor. Mm-hmm. But uh, for my number four, I want to talk about the very first RPG I ever played. 
So last time was my first JRPG. This is the first RPG, period. And I started this... Gosh, I was probably... It was when the original Xbox was out. So I don't know what year that was. Like It was elementary school probably for us. 1735. So, yeah. Feels like it. <laughs> Feels like it. Um, Fable... The Lost Chapters. Oh, shit. You know this game? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. I've heard this title by, by many people. I've read it. I don't know what it is. All right, but well, I've heard to, it. I'll I've, enlighten I've, you. Yes, please enlighten me. So you play as someone who whose end goal becomes uh, to be, like, the greatest, like, hero mm-hmm. of all time, basically. That sounds like an RPG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty... Um, you know, when you say it out loud, like, all these years later, it sounds like such a basic concept. But for me, as uh, such a, like a young kid, it's my first RPG ever. This is a very like novel idea, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you start the game off, and I probably started it a few times because I was too kind of, uh, I don't know, it took me a while to get into it. But once I did, once I figured out the mechanics and things like that, once you started getting into the story, it... Because it, for me, it became something that I got really hooked on, and I would come home from school and I would just put hours and hours and hours into it. And this is not exactly a long game either. I revisited it um, maybe two years ago. It's on Steam if you guys ever wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I think I beat the whole thing in like sub ten hours. So it's a short game, but it's a blast. So you start out in this town. It's your sister's birthday. You go around collecting uh, money, like you get gold for doing certain tasks. And with that money, you're supposed to buy her a birthday present. Mm-hmm. So uh, all that goes well. You get her the present. But as soon as you give it to her, someone gets shot with an arrow. He's running past you. He gets shot. And then a horde of bandits come in, and they burn down your town. And that's sort of the, you know, where it all starts. Mm-hmm. You get taken to the guild, and you meet the guild master, and he takes you in. You become an apprentice. Mm-hmm. And then over time throughout the game, after doing you know, quest after quest and building up your stats and getting your skill set and everything like that. Uh, You know, you're going through this amazingly uh, (laughs) kind of basic story, Um, you know, that for someone that's never played it before was really great. And, you know, um, it's, it's just a really, it's kind of a special game for me because it's one of the first games that I could connect to my brother with. Mm -hmm. Uh, My younger brother and I are both super big fans of this game and we still quote it I think I quoted it like yesterday. That's how you know how much of an impact it has on me. Like just the Your little brother as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we talk about the game all the time. Like, um, I think yesterday I was like, check the guild for more quests. Like that's what. Yeah. You've got this badge, and then you know the guild master talks to you and stuff like that. It's just I don't know. Like for me coming up, this was a great first um, sort of encounter to RPG games, and I've been playing a lot since then. So. Yeah, it's just it's just got a special place in my heart for being the first. Hmm. I think like the game I played, I, I haven't played uh, Fable One yet, but I have played Fable Two with my little sister. Oh, really? And in that game, it it starts out with tragedy as well. You're basically like a poor kid in um in this little town, and then you and your sister go off to meet like kind of this great king, and he invites you in. And then he likes, and like he puts you in these two circles of magic, light, and then he shoots your sister right in front of you. Wait, what? The, huh? I like, remember this. I've played it. For, I haven't completed it, but I played the first bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. He basically, you're stuck in this uh, thing, the magic circle, 
and he goes up to your sister while she's like screaming at you to save her and he just shoots her and you're like oh shit so but i think he i think he shoots you too and you fly out the window yeah you fall all the way out of the castle which is on this big mountain thing mm-hmm. you fall all the way down wait, wait who shot you was it dead. the king who shot you yeah, yeah the king gets your ass. yeah the ki- yeah. king wait, shoots wait, you weren't you visiting the king yeah so he basically he invites you in with all this like glee he's like oh everyone's like so happy like you and your sister are like all happy like oh my god the king is finally like inviting us in since we're, we're poor peasants oh and okay. we don't like like we don't deserve this kind of like um and he was like you. you're right you don't and they just bam yeah he just shoots your sister right in front of you god. either it, like it doesn't really matter if you you're the gender if you're a guy or a girl he you have a sister mm-hmm. you always get shot and then you basically grow, go out this whole adventure to avenge your sister you grow up and then you just in the end you just i don't know if you're gonna play it or like or anybody else yeah actually it. that's one of my questions uh wait chris do you want to talk more about it or are you good oh no i'm good all right what's so your question my question uh you said it was on it was on steam it's on steam yeah number one mm-hmm. and number two no, 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 number two. I think it's only number one, one is on there for sure. I don't know about number two. Definitely not number two. How old is number one? Um, it came out. I don't even know when. I, all I know is it's on the original Xbox. All it's right. a really, really. I mean, old. It's I'll, old, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. See if it's worth playing. I'm, I would play for this. sure recommend. Do you want to play Fable Two? I don't know if you're gonna play Fable Two. If it's only on the Xbox, then no. Fable yeah. Two is a little lengthier. I feel like, but I, I never really got into it. I really got into the first one though. It's I don't on know the, what it is. It's right, on the 360. All right, you, you, I'm okay. With, I'm okay with spoilers. All right, so, so in the end, alert, so in the end, you get there and you see the king, and he's like, it's like I felt like it was the most anticlimactic kind of ending you would get from a Fable Two. Like throughout this whole journey, you're like, holy, like your sister just got shot, and you're like this is a revenge. This is the final fight. I'm gonna get my revenge, and so. In the end, like he, he, all he does is just talk. You don't get a fight at all. Well, you don't kill him or nothing. So okay, okay. So you t- you talk to him and he's just spying like, oh, it's because of you. He basically becomes like a Scooby Doo villain. <laughs> he's like, it's because you meddling kids. Like my plan is ruined. What the- and he just keeps going on and on and on until you finally shoot him. Like he shot, like he shot your sister, and he falls down into the ravine. But there's this one ending. Where you get, where you don't even get the you don't even get to shoot him. Somebody somebody else shoots him for you. He's like, oh wait, what? Yeah, if you let him talk for too long, you don't get even get the satisfaction of shooting him. Someone else shoots him for you. Jeez. He's like he's like yeah, that guy was talking too long. I didn't even know what you were doing, so I shot him for you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you like, that'd be funny. If, if you actually listen to him out, you don't get to shoot him. You don't get yeah, you don't get to shoot him. So you don't even so you don't even get to get this grand final battle. You just shoot him. You don't get to like wail on him or anything. You just shoot him, just like your sister. You know, some people say that Fable is like it's almost meant to be like a parody of rpg mm-hmm. just because of uh i don't know it's kind of jokey it's not too serious or anything mm-hmm. like that um i can kind of see how that ending might be contributing to that belief because that's kind of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, just how it is you know, you're like god like that's all that's all that's it i just shoot him i don't get the satisfaction of just 
beating him down or anything like that. It sounds like the story is way more interesting than the second one, though. <laughs> like, it sounds like there's a little bit more nuance there. The first one's really straightforward. It ends but, exactly but like But you said it's super old and, like, as a kid... And also, as a kid, yeah. at a time when RPGs aren't that big, like right now, like there's so many RPG games, mm-hmm. and they're all it's super saturated. Yes, and it's so generic. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do this basic goblin elf, or yeah. like all this. But like, wait a minute, like I love that, and I still do it, but it never feels the same because I don't know. I see what's interesting in Fable. There's actually no like orcs or anything. Like, there's only the human kind mm-hmm. of species. Uh, you fight other humans in the form of like bandits and stuff like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I got you. Um, but you can also fight. Like giant ass, like wasps and stuff, mm-hmm. and beetles. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much but yeah, but, the gist of it. But the reason I brought that was because, like, now if I were to try playing a game like that, I'd feel like, man, I've done this so many times. Yeah. But I might enjoy Fable instead because it actually is from a time where I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's not, it's not trying to recreate something, you know. Yeah, the timing it's of part it of a is trend, everything. It's part of a trend that they're kind of trying it out, and I, I don't know why, but I just, I just love that. Oh, I just forgot to mention this, but I think in all Fable games, it has a good and evil system. Oh, yeah. We did forget to touch on that. Yeah, so they have a good and evil system. So you could be like a pet person if you yeah. go around killing everybody. So you could be a fucking dick and fart <laughs> people's yeah. faces. Or you can be a good person and actually save people. So um, I'm not sure. I don't remember correctly, but I'm pretty sure your choices actually do affect how people see you and how people treat you. Basically, though, it's not it's not like dialogue options like it would be in some other kind of games. It's literally like you can go through a town, kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then you get a ton of like, uh, I don't know, it's like dark side points, quote mm-hmm. unquote, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it changes your physical attributes too. You actually grow horns. If, if you get bad enough, mm-hmm. you grow horns and stuff. And then the characters react to that. They actually run away from you, or they won't do business with you. They won't trade with you. All right. Um, we can just kill them too. Yeah, we we'll yeah. <laughs> take their shit. That's pretty much it. You kind of get screwed over if you do do that because there's some items, like it, there's this thing called the Soulless Greatsword, and it's got the biggest the, the what? Soulless Greatsword, uh-huh. like S O L U S, I think, and it does the most base damage of it. It does more than like. The uh, the weapon that you get like in game that's supposed to be like the OP like this is the weapon that you've been fighting for your whole time. it's like the master sword equivalent mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah I got it it's like nothing compared to the Soul's Great Sword and it's something that you buy so if you're going around like killing people getting a lot of the dark side points or whatever mm-hmm. there's really like it's it's really hard to do business with the trader and so you have a really low chance of getting that sword got it um, so it's not worth uh, doing to, to me at least yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's fable in a but nutshell. But at least at least it gives the game some replayability. Hey, let me try the let me try doing it all the way. Yeah, down. that's Let for me just sure. kill everybody. Especially like See, multiple playthroughs, you get so good at the game so fast because it is so like it's it's super easy. Like, um, that's why it takes so like little time to beat it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you get the good uh, magic and stuff. Got it. All right, I'm gonna start with um, going up the list number three. All it's right. um, another RPG. It's another JRPG. It's um, Final Fantasy. Just just Final Fantasy in general. I have no kind of certain one that I really like. But Final Fantasy was my first RPG, like, ever. And the amount of time I put into Final Fantasy games is insane. I think I have played almost all of them. And each one is just a whole different ride. 
and it's incredible. There's some I still need to beat, like Final Fantasy X, X2, XIII. There's just so many Final Fantasy games I haven't even barely touched or be even beaten yet, but it's like every single story is different and that no matter where you start in the game you don't have to play through the first one or you don't have to start at a certain final fantasy you can start anywhere and it'll be a grand adventure um the first final fantasy game i ever played was final fantasy one the first ever game on the game boy advance and man i sank so many hours on that game and I felt, even though it was the most, like, kind of blandest story, you are the four heroes of light. You have to go collect the crystals of the four elements, like fire, water, air, earth, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it, like, blew my mind because how incredible this grand adventure was. You start out, you know, going to save a princess, you know, typical hero stuff. But then you open up to this elaborate plan of time and space being bended, and it's incredible what you like this game accomplished for me like in my life it just you know it sparked my interest in rpgs like right now um i love board games and one kind of games i love to play is like rpgs is uh, i haven't played D yet but i have this game called Mice and Mystics. Oh, I played that. We yeah. were playing that. It's, yeah. We're still not done. And it's a long RPG game, but we have so much fun. And then you just come up with these... There's a story that in Mice and Mystics, but uh, how we play is that we don't even follow the story. We kind of create our own story, you know? We talk about, like, some crazy chained lightning magic kill roaches. And <laughs> it's just incredible. It's like, it really just opens up your imagination. And that's why I just love final fantasy series because you enter this world where there's uh, giant yellow birds walking around chocobos yeah chocobos and it's in you know it's just incredible i just i just love the series so much and how much it like sparked my interest in rpgs and it um yeah it's just i just love the series so much what's so funny is uh i didn't get into final fantasy i i played the first one uh the fir- or rather the first one i played was 10 I still I haven't even beaten it yet, but it's really because of um, Persona that I got into it, which is kind of funny because it came out way later. Uh, yeah, but it is it's a good series. I mean, I have quite a bit to say on this subject too. So my first Final Fantasy game was also ten. Uh, how many days ago did I start? Is that six now or five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also because of Sunny here that and another friend of ours. Sunny's a big part of it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of my game influences. My Mystics as well, also because mm-hmm. of you. Um, I started playing it, and I remember four days in, like four, like three and a half, almost four days in, we decided to check on Steam how many hours I put in, and it was 24. It was mm-hmm. 23 and like, you know, something. So I spent a quarter of my lifetime <laughs> for those four days since I got it playing this game. There's a mini game in there that I sometimes play more than the actual game. It's I, I love it. I love it. And I did ask, and... You don't you don't need to know the other Final Fantasy storylines, so yeah, I'm playing ten right now and I'm absolutely hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it doesn't follow some other things that I expected. You said it's a JRPG. I think this might be my first JRPG, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a little different, a little different in flavor and taste. Um, the expressions definitely. <laughs> very, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just get a very anime vibe from it. For sure. Yeah, the cutscenes, stuff like that. A combat system too, I think. 
Is oh, yeah. The turn-based combat. The way they get hit and the sound effects they make. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's just so... <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it makes you laugh. But it, uh, the only reason I'm able to play this Final Fantasy is because it's on Steam. Right? So, 10 and 10 2, the remastered version, mm-hmm. is on Steam. And that's why I got it. I finally get... Because Sonny has been talking about it. I was interested. And then it popped up on Steam. And I'm like, you know what? This might be the time. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. That was your number three? Yeah. Nice. All right, well, my number three is um, one that many people may have heard of, League of Legends. Uh, League of Legends, uh, where do I begin? Well, I guess how many years I've played it. <laughs> I'm still playing, by the way. Uh, I've played, I am as well. I am as well. Uh, God, maybe freshman, sophomore year of high school, probably. So how many years is that now? Seven? Yeah. God, I've played this game too long. So, <laughs> I, Okay, so I start playing that game, and the main mode is like this... 10 people on map, 5 versus 5. And this was big for me. This was my first MOBA game. I had no idea what MOBA meant. I just knew the website for it was MOBA Fire to learn about it. But um, MOBA is what? Massive Online Battle Arena something? Mm-hmm. It's instead of instead of going through a storyline by yourself, it's it's online and there's just set boundaries. Kind of like a, a first-person sh- shooter map where there's a map. And then you just keep going and they're playing. And then you play again, and it, the, your first playthrough doesn't affect your second playthrough. You can keep playing again. You can choose a character from up to, like, I don't know, 100-something characters. And each of those characters has their own skills, and you're matched against five people, and you got four allies with you. And the, everyone's human. It was, it was a big deal for me. Um, I, I didn't even start at that mode, though. I started with a 3v3. Um, it's called Twisted Tree Line. And I didn't play the game right. right? I played this ranged person who was supposed to build damage. Um, her name's Ash. She's an archer. And I would only see that other players who played this person would shoot kind of fast. So what I would do, is just, i just buy attack speed items. I wouldn't increase my damage or anything. And one of my abilities slows people, but it costs mana. And being the cheap ass I was, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to build one item that's not typical. I bought an item that passively slows on hit. So I wouldn't have to use that. It was so ineffective. But for some reason, I felt so cool when I figured that out. I don't know why. And I don't know, just, just getting booty, just getting wrecked by other players kind of made me rethink my ways. You know what, maybe I should figure out how to build this person better or try other people. And slowly I just made my way up, and now I, I'm, I'm still playing. Like, I don't, it doesn't have the same nostalgic value, but my skills and everything, I still loved it. I used to play alone, just me and my little brother, really. And uh, we were both very competitive. We still are. We're very competitive. And so it was a lot, it was very skill-based. But then I meet you guys, play league with you guys. So Sunny here plays. Um, and it's a whole different world playing playing with friends. It's no longer just about winning and feeling like shit when you don't. You know, getting angry. Because it's an online game. You have teammates and you have to accept their decision. And then there's a lot of flames. A lot of, you know, words exchange that may not be the best for mental health but <laughs> <laughs> that's why i quit <laughs> yeah yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's to- toxicity right you gotta, you gotta deal with that and playing with these my friends really really saved that game for me right um i can still hate on the enemies when they kill me right but now i can trust someone i can talk to someone and it's just so much more fun now because now there are times where we just Fuck around, no lie. One time we were, we were playing, me and three of my friends, one of them was Sunny, and the fifth person we didn't know, but his name was I'm Eric Campbell. Yes. <laughs> and oh my God, I don't know how many times we died for this guy, just because 
he was Campo. And then whenever we killed an enemy, we'd put in the all chat. The all chat is a system you just talk to the other team. We, I, I just say something like, yo, drink your soup or eat your soup. I don't know why. <laughs> we don't know why that's funny. We just fuck around. It's no longer for the win anymore. It's just for having fun. Mm-hmm. And this was unique to me because this game is solely dependent on the win. It's not the experience, really. But uh, I put so much time and effort into this game, and I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I lie. What's your rank? <laughs> he asked me the question. <laughs> yeah, no, don't look me up, please. Uh, I'm trash. But hey, I still love playing this game, and you know, it's it's big. It's big for me. It's my first MOBA. Played with friends. Honestly, one of my friends says they know me more through this game than through real life, only because they they've seen me at my lowest point in the game. Because you really get angry mm-hmm. when you're playing this game. You really get like pissed, and you really laugh. You play this game, mm-hmm. and so uh, expressing highs and lows. yeah. So expressing yeah. that with friends is, I don't know, almost therapeutic. Except then again, we, we put ourselves in the toxic situation. <laughs> so you know, t- take it what you will. But uh, I love playing League of Legends, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's that. If you're if you're listening, uh, Eric, Eric, I'm Eric Campbell. Please uh, hit us up, man, because yeah, I'd love to play with you again. Yeah. So we play with you. We had fun, but we don't know who you are in real life. So like, if you're listening to this right now. Please, please hit us up. <laughs> All right, Chris, you're number three. All right, my number three. Uh, my first ever shooter, Star Wars Battlefront 1. Ooh, I thought you were going to do Battlefront 2. Oh, no. Battlefront <laughs> 1 for me was way more special. So Battlefront 2 definitely improved upon some of the things that were uh, not necessarily flawed in Battlefront 1, but were not necessarily fleshed out either. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. For those of you who haven't played it, basically what you're doing is it's in the star wars universe obviously you go to the different planets that they go to in the movies like uh tatooine kashyyyk uh manan oh no manan's oh i just gave up something i'll take it back (laughs) (laughs) i don't even recognize these just keep going (laughs) um but all right so anyway you're on these planets and you're going to different places on the planets and that's basically the battle arena right so you're going around, the objective of the game, or the way that I like to play it, the mode I like, is um, you capture command posts. There's usually somewhere between like three to five on each map that you have to capture, and um, that's common to both of the teams. So when you start a match, uh, maybe you have one or two each on the team, um, and then one of them is neutral. Your first objective is to go out and capture the neutrals. And then like shoot your way through the enemies and then go stand by the thing. It's like capture the flag basically, but you're not bringing it back. You just want to have the territory. And that allows you to have um, like troops uh, spawn at that point. It's it's like a tactical thing, right? Um, And then you just go keep capturing everything. It's literally like a battle frontier game. It's it's a literal battlefront, yeah. Um, You can win either by capturing all the command posts and then if in 20 seconds... um, they don't capture another one, or they make it neutral, you win. Or you can just uh, knock out their numbers from 200 to 0. So each mm-hmm. team has 200, starts with, it spawns throughout the match, and then it gets to 0. Um, the reason that this is so significant to me is, again, because I just play with my brother all the time growing up. This was another game that was on the original Xbox. Um, it was one of the first games I ever played on the system, um, that and Fable, of course. And I just have a lot of really good memories um, just, you know, sitting down, playing with him, uh, you know, as often as we could, really. We put in a ton of hours in that game. We got really good at that game. And um, it was just a really, it was like our way of bonding in some sense. And uh, 
you know, we have a really good relationship now. We're really, uh, we're like best friends, really. And I kind of credit the gaming that we did together back, uh, you know, when we were growing up, at, you know, to, to that relationship. And so um, Battlefront, to me, you know, despite being such a good game on its own, is kind of supplemented just by sort of what we've already been talking about, like the relationships that you build mm-hmm. through the game. And that's what really what it comes down to. So that's my number three for that reason. And the only experience I have ever had with Battlefront was uh, Battlefront 2, and I play that at my babysitter's house. <laughs> oh, really? He, so at my babysitter's house, it was also kind of like my family friend's house as well. So they would have a PS2 downstairs, and just to keep me distracted, I would just play that uh, PS2. They had a uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z, um, fucking Tenkaichi Budokai. They had that. I would play that a lot. But I would always go to Battlefront 2 because that game was just awesome going around as like Dark Vader and Luke Skywalker. And oh, Yoda. yeah. You just become Jedi and heroes in that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. And you just go ham on these little stormtroopers and uh, droids and you hear that you hear all, all the sound of like juju ju, 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 and just go around it's just it's incredible that's why I love the uh, Battlefront games just experiencing being those um, the shoes of the heroes and mm-hmm. more villains they've and, got uh, number two on Steam too if you guys ever want to play that hmm yeah then we pick that up one day that's a great one to play with friends man I, I have these uh I guess some of my best memories, yeah, are just playing that game with uh, different people. Like, I used to go over to my best friend's uh, house back in elementary school, and we would just play that for hours and stuff, like eat PB&Js, go play some fucking Battlefront. <laughs> it was good times, man, coming up in elementary school for that game. But uh, The uh, the conquest um, aspect reminded me of a game. Have you guys heard of Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War? My brother plays a shitload of Shadow I of played, Mordor. Uh, Yo! I played Shadow of Mordor. You guys play it? Oh my god! I've, yeah. I've my beat... brother plays a lot. Yeah. All right, I, I need to talk to him because I played. I finished both uh, Mordor and War. I, f- I played them both like to death, and they're amazing. But yeah, there's a huge system of uh, taking fortresses and making your own, defending it. I've watched and... him play a little bit. It looks like a lot of fun. I just haven't had the opportunity to like sit down and play it myself. Yeah, it's um super immersive for a short period of time. So like the first game, sixty hours. Right, I had so much fun with it. Right, right after I was done, I'm like, I don't really want to replay it. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, kind of same thing with second one, but second one does have a bit more replayability. There's more things I can do, mm-hmm. and the only reason it's more replayable is because they decided not to make everything main quest. So now I just do side quests and stuff. Oh, that's good. Well, more like optional forts, but that's about it. But yeah, I mean, it's it, I still have a lot of fun with it. Um, I think I've only replayed it once, but yeah, maybe a good sixty, another sixty to eighty hours on that. But yeah. Uh, I never actually had conquest type things. Before. It was just a big appeal to me because uh, it's just it's super fun, just mindlessly going around the map and you know, like fucking around. Like you can ride the ships and fly through the air in some maps. Oh, nice! Just like like that. I don't know. It's just fun, man. Like when you're a little kid, just blasting like the robots and stuff. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But that's it for me. What's your number two, Sonny? Ah, man. Did I know this is this is a huge, huge game. And I'm pretty sure in, in most people's list, it'll be up there in the top five. But Zelda. This, the Legend of Zelda in general. And I started off with The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. I didn't beat that game, but uh, I loved it. But then the real reason why I love The Legend of Zelda series, it all started with uh, Wind Waker. On the GameCube. Yep. 
the the graphics and just traveling around the world of this open sea it made it opened up my feelings of being a, a pirate <laughs> and sailing the seas and it's oh no like some people really don't like that game it's a love hate kind of game where you either like you really love the game or you really don't like the game yep. but i'm one of those guys who really really love the game and it's just like the sh- the cell shaded style of the game is just completely different from any other zelda game you ever see and if you just look around, you look at Twilight Princess, um, Wind Wind Waker, uh, not Wind Waker, um, freaking uh, Skyward Sword, or uh, the new, the recent one, um, uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild yeah. It's completely different, and it's just I don't know. Just people find going through that ocean part, like sailing through the ocean on the boat, extremely boring. For me, it's incredible because um, they're the Wind Waker in the game, or it's basically like a baton. And you get to change the direction of the wind to your liking. I thought it was a flute. It, it's not. Oh no, it's a baton. You're right. Yeah, it's it's right. A you play it. And you're thinking of ocarina. And it, it's incredible. You feel like the god of the sea when you play that game, and you just Maui. Yeah, <laughs> I basically become like Maui, and it just I control. What's well, true? You need a boat. Sonny's and you can't god swim. Yeah. comes out again. <laughs> yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's I like control the air. <laughs> It's just incredible in that game. You just just so much to do, and I don't know. Just the sense of adventure, just going through it, is incredible for me. I just never forget it. It almost made my list too. Um, I think it holds up so well because it is so shaded. Like the, mm-hmm. the art style is so good. Like for those of you who haven't seen it, it's just it's one of the best looking Zelda games in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Like obviously the more recent ones, like Breath of the Wild, look really good too. But for a game that was made way back then, it holds up really well today still. Mm-hmm. And and also that the memory of the game also bring me kind of sadness as well is because don't it, tell me the ending. No, no, it's not the ending. It's how it basically killed my GameCube. It's because huh? one, <laughs> so one so one day me and my sister were playing and she accidentally tugged on the controller and it pulled my GameCube and it smashed on our stone floor. Oh no! And it completely broke my GameCube, so I couldn't oh. play it anymore. I was devastated. And that was the last game I ever played on my GameCube. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So so here's the thing. Decide where to go. I, I have a GameCube, but we sold it. But that's fine because we had a Wii. So we still have all the safe stuff because we put on the little GameCube. Those little safe thingies. Mm-hmm. Memory, uh, card? yeah, memory, memory cards. Memory cards, yeah. So, um, but about Throwback. Skyward Sword. So I was going to talk about Zelda a little later, but I've never had that Zelda experience that almost every gamer has. It's, it's a staple. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's just one of the things I've never played. I've never played Zelda games ever. Right, the most I know it know of it is from playing Smash. Right, I know, you know, Link, uh, Zelda, and like Gandorf are main characters. That's that's about all I know, really. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, because of that, Razme, one of our friends, actually gave me his Skyward Sword, or lend lent it to me, and I have it. And I start playing, and I've gotten to that part where. You're on the boat and you're flying through. Now the game part, the gamer part of me, now that I'm older, is like, all right, every time I go through a new tile and that fish comes up and you talk to it and it gives you a little bit of, if you feed it, gives you some information about the area. I've been trying to like remember, remember, remember everything. But I'm like, you know what? Let me just sail. And it's, I'm not going to lie, because another one of our friends said she was super bored of the game because of the too much sailing. I love it. I'm going to agree with that part. I'm going to agree with that. I'm not going to say piracy, but more just, I don't know, that freedom of just, 
I know the storyline tells me to go somewhere, but for now, let me just fly around. Mm-hmm. It's it's super awesome, and yeah, it is a baton. I remember, but it's this. It's my first game. I still haven't beat it. I got it recently, and uh, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I played a lot of Zelda as a kid, and Wind Waker is actually my favorite too. Uh, it didn't make my list because I got two more that are just more special to me. But man, Zelda's a it's a great series. Like you gotta. When you do finish I know. it, it's going to be a good feeling for you. He also gave me another one. I forgot which one it was. There's a couple good ones. I think the first one I ever played was uh, Zelda and the Minish Cap. Ooh, it's a Game Boy Advance game. Oh. Super fun. My older brother has Ocarina of Time. He, got, he, he bought it last year. Is that the uh, the DS version or is that on the N64? N64. It's on the actual N64? Because we have an N64. Yeah, he bought it. So because you can't buy that like off the store or anything, right, yeah. he has to pay like 50 something dollars for it. Wow. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it was... That's cool you guys have like an actual like fucking N64 cartridge of that game though. Yeah, and, and that's, it's super that's cool, cool that I have my older brother as my older brother. Like, he's, he's so awesome. Like he's a gamer, but he's also like indulges in mine and my little brother's gaming tendencies as well so like come birthday time or something important like he's, he's not gonna just gift us something he's gonna get us something that we all can share yeah, right so we cool. all so we all play together or take turns playing or whatever like he gets us it's cool that is cool. So i definitely get that that's a special experience. moment for real so i definitely get that all right so that, was, that was a great number two <laughs> i can definitely see us hitting the top we are on number two right yep mm-hmm. yeah we're definitely hitting the top of our list all right so my number two um it's actually on the nintendo 64 <laughs> it's a uh, super mario 64 uh, um so this is so getting back to what we said and what chris said about you know bonding with your brother that's kind of the game as good or bad as it may be was also serving another purpose is my older brother my younger brother and i all together we played the crap out of super mario 64 we beat it. Um, my brother had a save file. Me and my little brother had save files that we kept deleting and retrying just so we can get the yellow start instead of a blue star. So there's stars you can get. And if you redo a mission for an old star, it just turns blue. And for and it was it's not as satisfying because you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to go for all the stars you don't have. So being the children, we were, we would reset the file and then get the same star, but it'd be golden. But no, but but realistically, it was a great game. I loved it. I loved it to death. Um, in recent years, a couple, a couple of my friends came around to my house. It was only like two years ago. And I decided to play some N64. And I still play that. I still love it. Like the mechanics of it, I still... Okay, so I haven't played Mario Odyssey. If I played oh, Mario man. Odyssey, because I don't have a Switch. If I played Mario Odyssey, I might have put that above Super Mario 64. But right now for me, it's, it's, it's the N64 version. Like, it's still, it's still so open world. Like, the, the edges, the corners, you know, the movement, none, none of it's clunky. It's still so super smooth and beautiful. I don't even know how old it is. It's It still means so much to me. Jumping is the paintings, the story, right? Honestly, beating Bowser for the final time to save Prince Peach wasn't even the true, the true ending for me. He's like, yeah, good job, I did that. But it was getting all the stars, finding the secrets. Like, now I can't even play a simple game without... Like running my body against every corner mm-hmm. to see if there's something hidden, <laughs> like and to smashing whatever action button is for finding, right? And sometimes it gets a little excessive now, but I don't know. I love the open worldness of it. I loved how there are proper ways to get up places, but if you just know how to do certain jumps or certain wall jumps, you can actually bypass it. Nintendo is really good about rewarding players who are you know a little more creative. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know. It was it was amazing. I, I I just can't rant about it. Actually, I had a really bad experience with Nintendo 64 recently. Not Nintendo. Nintendo. Super Mario 64 is uh, when on my YouTube feed there was a video of someone speedrunning the game, and they finished the game in half an hour, and I was so blown. Dude, I've never played the game before, but I watched a lot of the speedruns for it and just because it's cool. Like, it's... And okay, so a lot of uh, the only reason they were able to do it is because there's a lot of uh, glitch exploits. Yep. And um, you know, not also not glitches, but also the makers make certain secrets in there so you can cheat. Um, and they leave certain uh, walls open, right? But it's not supposed to be part of the game experience. It's only for people who know. And just seeing that kind of, I'm like, man, that blows. Like, I put my heart and soul in the game. Why'd you got to do that to me? But I still, I, like, I can go home right now and just play it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, without a doubt. Obviously, the graphics are not going to be the same. So I'm really looking forward to getting a Switch and playing Odyssey. Because I feel like that will be a continuation of that adventure. Mm-hmm. It was just, I just loved it. It was beautiful. Odyssey is definitely my favorite Mario game of all time. Like, I've never played um, Galaxy, but I feel like that would be the next sort of step up from 64, and then Odyssey eventually. Oh, yeah, I, never, I never hit Galaxy either. I, yeah, I never played. I wish I did, because it looks like what such was a fun on, game. What was it on? Wii. Yeah, Wii. I have a Wii. But I, my Wii is more because I want to be able to play my GameCube games <laughs> and Smash yeah, 3. True. Yeah, true. But now it's in a Smash, too. Damn. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a great one. Um... That's my number two. My number two is a game, obviously, that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, it's Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't make my list, but like yeah, I, I felt it. it. I f- Pokemon I f- is one of my favorite game series of all time, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, we know. It's so, it's so good, man. Like, um, I think that my feelings towards it are driven by mostly nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I got it at a, a game, you know, pretty much every game on this list is something that I got on my, you know, from like an early age, with the exception of Persona 5. Um, but I got this when I was in elementary school. I got it on my, uh, what is it, Game Boy Advance SP, the little square one. Mm-hmm. I had like a blue Game Boy, and I always played Pokemon Sapphire. That was my favorite game. And that's why, like, Gen 3 Pokemon are, like, the Hoenn region. That's my favorite region. It's got, like, the best pokes ever. Like, a, a lot of people advocate for, um, like Gen 1, maybe Gen 2. For me, it's always been Gen 3. Um, that's just the first one I played. That's what I started with. That's the one that's like the most special to me. And um, I don't know. I just feel like the the way your character looks is really cool. The way that you go about the map is really nice. Um, it's just a... I don't know. It was a very unique experience for me. Like just going through and catching all the Pokemon, training them up. Um, just like pouring... I don't know, like a lot of, really like a lot of love into the Pokemon that you have, mm-hmm. you know, this like journey with. And you're going through, you get the eight gym badges, you take on the Elite Four, and you become the champion of the region. And that's a really rewarding and, I don't know, it's like a very uh, time, what's the word for that? Like time, I don't know. Consuming, takes, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Time. Can, it's like, I don't know, man, you can pour so many hours into it. And still not be kind of satiated because you always can, you can just keep going. There's more stuff to do. There's more Pokemon to catch if you want to complete the Pokédex. And Um, that's that's actually one of my challenges playing another Pokemon game like or a different mm -hmm. one is uh, I don't get the same nostalgic value because maybe it's a different region. Maybe I I don't have the same feelings, but I get more of that gamer feel, which is okay. I just need to get the best Pokemon, just level them up, and win the game, destroy everything. Right? That's kind of like that's kind of the balance. So if for my the older games, I have that nostalgia. I can play it and enjoy it. So 
that, that that's that's good for you. That's power, more power to you. Leilani, uh, one of our friends, really takes that to the extreme too. Oh yeah, like she grinds so hard. Like she, she breeds for certain. Was it what it's like IVs, uh, IVs and EVs. I've never been that extreme into it. I didn't even know what that was until I was in college. Like when she was explaining it to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally, I had no idea what it was. But she's she's super into it, and um, that's a kind of a cool thing like i never had that many people i could battle with like here and there like along the years um you know you can like link your game boy to another person's and Mm -hmm. do the battles and stuff like that um but when i got to college and other people played pokemon that was an amazing thing for me because i didn't really have that in high school or middle school elementary school um all of a sudden all my friends are nerds like me and we can have like pokemon battles and shit that is i don't know like it's it's just the game that keeps on giving it allows you to be strategic all the time. You can have new approaches. It's kind of like my equivalent to League of Legends almost. Okay, I can feel For that. the replayability value. It's just a really uh, unique thing. Yeah, for sure. I feel like definitely uh, Pokemon is definitely going to be like kind of my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's like, I, I also grew up with Pokemon. Uh, I started out with Pokemon Silver. And I remember my first experience playing that game. Is I had my boy uh, Totodile, and we were going through the beginning. I'm just training him to like level 11 or something before the first gen, and I fought Suicune. I found him right in the what? beginning. You found him? Yeah, I found him right in the beginning, oh and I was, he was level like 50 something, and my total was level 11. I almost caught him too. I started out with the five Pokeballs you get in that game, and I almost caught him. I got him into the yellow bar. So all I was doing was hoping and praying that I caught uh, that I would catch him, but in the end I didn't catch him. But it was one of those hey man, moments. Your I was, first Pokemon game playthrough was blessed with this weekend visit. Yes, I was extremely happy, and it was incredible just seeing that. Like Pokemon definitely does have uh, a everlasting effect on kids and everybody who grew up with it as well. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't grow up playing it, but I watched the show. I loved the show. Mm-hmm. Like I don't only. I remember thinking the greatest betrayal was when, um, what's her face, Misty left. Oh, and, this, oh, yeah. and the other girl came. And I thought, yo, Pokemon's not the same. Many years later, I come to learn that's just a gen. That's just one gen, one generation. One gen, and yeah. then a new, a new generation. I'm like, that's just how it goes. I'm like, damn. I thought, I thought Pokemon ended, you know? So, I mean, that was just my own ignorance, but I, I loved it. I still love it. I, I love Team Rocket. Yeah, Team Rocket's, I don't know. I, I actually <laughs> just watched the first Pokemon movie. God, like probably two weeks ago, my mom was giving me shit for it. She's like, what the f-? <laughs> She's like, why the fuck are you watching this? It's like, I don't know. It's good. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, to, I don't come to your room shit on you for the movies you watch. Yeah, like there's some good jokes in there. It's kind of a basic story and everything. But in some ways, it's not either. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's a pretty, that shit will put you in your feels. That's a very, I don't know, man. There's a lot of uh, emotional... Uh, stuff that goes into Pokemon. I mean, people who aren't fans and people in the future who look back on the Pokemon franchise and, like, kind of question objectively might see that it's not as great as, you know, we feel, mm-hmm. right? Just because, like, I was, like, you know, think about it. You're just literally enslaving animals and making them fight, right? Isn't that what's happening? The problem with Pokemon now, like, in all seriousness, is that it's not as difficult anymore. Mm-hmm. You can do... There's this thing called, like, EXP share used to be in the old games, you put it on one Pokemon, and that one Pokemon would share the um, experience points that you get from battles. And you only get the experience points if you, like, KO the other uh, Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you win the battle. Wait, for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always so, thought it was, like, as long as they participated, then you switch them out, they get the XP. So, okay, yeah, that's one way to do it. But the EXP share 
is something that allows you to do it very passively. Like the Pokemon that you have that you share on doesn't need to be in battle, but it'll still get the points. Mm -hmm. The other approach is like what you mentioned. Uh, you start with one Pokemon, um, maybe immediately switch them out, and then beat them with your stronger one. That's how I got they my Magikarp to a Gyarados. Yeah, <laughs> that's a long, long grind. I know. But these days, with the newer Pokemon games that are out, the EXP share, you just turn it on or off, and one Pokemon can battle. The entire team, regardless of if they fought or not, gets experience. That's kind of broken. Then you can just it's use your broken, best yeah. one and just destroy it. So it's it's. I think it's a scaling thing, mm. but it doesn't reward the player like it used to. Mm. Like you used to feel a okay. real sense of accomplishment. But the newer players who are playing this might just see this as a convenience, and instead of neutrality versus something good, they think, yo, instead of something bad, we're back to neutral. Mm -hmm. It's like instead of man, I had to switch out every single time. What a waste of time. Right, but to me, I don't. I, didn't, I never saw that as a waste of time. Like I did play recently, and I don't. I played Emerald a little bit, but I, I the only one I actually beat <laughs> was Yellow, and I loved it. And I loved the fact that I switch out. Um, yeah. Which game was it where you fight the Red Gyarados and you have a chance to catch it? That's. Uh, I played that one too. But was that Diamond and Pearl? No, it's, it's way before yeah. that. It's it's not it's not it's not the later ones. It's within it's the like first Gen three. Two. So it's within the oh, first really? three gens, I think somewhere. Oh, that's crystal and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, gold and silver. Okay, yeah. that was that was it. So I fought the red one, and by that time I had my Gyarados, and I didn't realize. I thought like I put so much effort into making my Magikarp Gyarados, I didn't realize I could just get one later. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> oh well. But you know, I definitely see what you mean. Get, getting that reward, it's something people just might not appreciate anymore. When I beat a Pokemon game now, it feels trivial because it feels like I haven't worked for it. Mm. Back when I was playing, um, like, Fire Red, Leaf Green, uh, Sapphire, whatever, Emerald. Obviously, I'm kind of biased towards, like, Gen 3, Gen, Gen 1 uh, remakes and stuff. Yeah. Like, when you're going through it and you have to do each one individually and you're just spending all this time leveling up the Pokemon, um, and then you finally beat... The fucking guy that you've been trying to be for like days mm -hmm. now. Um, when you forget that you forgot to incorporate a flying or ghost, and then you fight yeah. that first fighting gym, fighting gym, and you get wrecked, you're like, oh crap! I just, need to really ugh. rethink this. When you're going through the elite four, and you're just like, oh, you're on your last hyper potion, you've still got like two or three guys to go through. <laughs> I don't know, man. When you finally beat it, because you've you've been training all all these unique Pokemon on their own. That's just a really good feeling, and uh, it's just not anywhere near as satisfying now when you beat one. It's also it's a, it's a happy medium, right? Because the other extreme that we haven't talked about is uh, overkill, which is mm -hmm. you know you play you just keep grinding to the point where every Pokemon's max level, and you buy like five, you buy maximum amount of max potions, and then you just cheese, <laughs> literally cheese your way through, you know, and that's that takes the fun out of it because you grind too much. But definitely the grind, the necessary grind, getting your Pokemon to actually be useful and helpful and like to the point where they need to be i don't know i, lo I love that yeah it's I'll great it's especially like if you choose the fire starter usually the first team you go against is rock and rock beats fire pretty mm -hmm. much it's or it's not you know weak I, i'm i'm biased personally towards water but that's just personal for me i like the i like the grass types and water no your favorite well, f we've all got the or no you guys you I, said water i man. said water as well i like water oh so Wait, it's water fire, fire and it's, it's grass yeah grass, grass yeah mm -hmm. but fire is basic and well, they got some good shit I mean uh, like Blaziken was cool mm. he's the gen 3 starter for fire mm -hmm. I, dude the gen 3 starters are all so good like Mudkip Torchic and uh, Trico mm -hmm. okay well see Mudkip gets that what double it's it's water and ground when it evolves mm -hmm. yeah it's double typing so yeah. like 
But so use... is Blaziken. It's fire and fighting. Yeah, but that doesn't... Okay, see, I'm not a po- Pokemon master, so don't, don't hate on me for this, but water is weak to, like, electricity, lightning, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why the ground helps. Right, yeah. Fire and fighting, I think, is just two different things that don't really complement each other that well. I'm guessing. <laughs> Makes for a pretty badass looking Pokemon, though. Yeah. Oh, dude, it looks amazing. I watched a show when it fought Charizard. Oh yeah. my god, oh, that was amazing. I think they actually improved upon it. Um, did, I did, don't remember what Gen it was, but whatever one that had Infernape, dude. I think that's the one that came after it. That's Gen Four, right? Yeah, yeah. Gen Four. Yeah. That's Gen Four, dude. Oh, I played Pokemon Go. So. Just, oh mean, yeah. That doesn't really fit into any of the other Pokemon categories. It's kind of completely separate, but. Uh, Pokemon Go is a pretty good time if you have friends to play it with. Yeah, it's good. T- it's a good t- passive time. It's not. I did try investing myself in it, like you know, playing it for real. But that's, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, play it when you have time to. Don't if you don't. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's just it's something to do if you're you know just walking around, having mm-hmm. to think of it. Yep. I cared at first, you know, gym battles, raids. <laughs> yeah. Tried being serious about it, but that was just too much work. All right, that's your that's your number that's two. That's my number two. All right, that's, science, the big this is it. This, Wait is, for, this is this is it. This is my number one game of basically of influential game of like all time, and it's one of Chris's as well. One of his uh, top five. It's Persona. Was I it, love the Persona series. The, the Persona series in general. Was, yeah. Wasn't wasn't that his? That fifth? was my fifth one. Yeah, yeah. that's and, only because I got into it late in life. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, and oh my god. I like every single point about Persona Five. C- continues on with all the other games as well. I did not start with Persona One. I started with Persona Three, and like I said, it just all these facts about Persona Five just go back to all the other personas as well. Like building that friendship, building those social links, going along this adventure, and with your ragtag group of friends, and just solving Persona 4 is solving mysteries Persona 3 you're basically trying to save the world from destruction and that seems kind of like a downgrade <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you know I started with you know we started Persona 3 you're like oh my god you basically shoot yourself in the head to summon your um, basically your Persona and, and then Persona 4 you start by shooting it and crushing your card or something like that and Persona 5 you have mask and it's like I don't know. Just like I have so many memories of just going around that game and just fucking around. Persona Three, I drank gallons and gallons of coffee just to increase my charm so I can get the girl I like. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and then just like is that I'm, how it works? Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, you like, for, like, increase I, some social stats. No, IRL, IRL. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. This is how we get girls. Yeah, oh yeah, you just got a pound of coffee. Yeah, got it, got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And then you know, like doing like basically like the harem routes where you you basically get all the girls. I, that was the first time I ever experienced that in the game, where you basically get to date multiple. This, power. <laughs> this, 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 like you know, it's like dating multiple girls and i was so surprised when i was young i was like oh my god i can take this girl i can take i can date all the girls i want and it wouldn't really matter because i wouldn't get any repercussions in this game uh, <laughs> is that true that uh, in, in, the, in the game you when you do date multiple girls um your boys got your back oh, so shoot. so basically what happens is that when you go on a school trip um the boys distract the other girls from talking to you so you get a scot-free Persona Four, nothing happens to you. You, you not like you get all these girlfriends. Nothing really happens to you. But then, 
in the kind of uh, remake of the game in Persona 4 Golden, you get the most like heart wrenching, like just like oh my god, it make you cry kind of scene if you get multiple girlfriends. It kind of makes you feel bad for getting multiple girlfriends. Well, for good reason. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like. <laughs> Basically, you go around with all the girls and you talk to them and they, they're giving you chocolates for Valentine's and they're like, oh, are you going to go see somebody else? And you're basically trying to explain yourself like, it's like, it's not you. It's like, I just like, I'm just, this is a friend or something like that. And they're like, they all start like crying and you just feel so bad. And then in Persona 5, when you get multiple girlfriends, they beat you up. <laughs> they beat you up on Valentine's Day. They beat you up. Yeah, they beat you up on Valentine's Day. And it's like those those events and those experiences just made me love the Persona series. And I'm just waiting for the next one to pop out, and I'm just going to buy that game immediately. I need to know what Persona 5 R is going to be. Oh. I'm just, I'm just, What's oh. R? We don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's like, it's that... like a code name. It's like, it's like when the Switch was called the NX or something. Mm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. R stands for something, I'm sure. But, uh, dude, I, I I fell in love instantly with the Persona series, too. And I wish that I discovered it earlier. And I really want to buy a uh, PlayStation Vita just so I can play Persona 4 Golden. Um, I don't have anything that could run Persona 3 yet. But just the level of depth. Wait, hold up. Persona, Persona 3, couldn't, isn't, can't you like get that on your phone? Do yeah. Like an emulator? Yeah. Just PSP. Like that. Wait. wait. <clears throat> what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, I, something I like he, he showed me. What? Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I don't have space on it, but yeah, you can play Persona 3 on your phone. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Why am I just out here? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. All right, well, Sonny's going to hook me up uh, after this <laughs> podcast is over. Because um, I've been looking to play some Persona 3. I'm going to get Persona 4 after that for sure. Um, but that's a hell of a pick for you. Like, mm-hmm. it's that's such an amazing series. Like, if you guys haven't played that game, Persona 5 in particular... You, you you're cheating yourself basically. Like you've got to do it, Aras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. Damn, that's not number one. What about you, Aras? All right, the, the no- big the big Kahuna. We All saw right. this one coming, Sonny. All right, yeah. So they called me out on this before. Like I didn't show them the list, but they called me out. It's Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim. Um, I love this game. It's it's open world to the extreme, right? That, that that's kind of my main point here. It's it's not just open world like Mario was where you go into a painting and it's like its own little world and you can do whatever you want in there with some goal. Skyrim, I don't have to adhere to any rule. I could kill every guard that comes my way. <laughs> like, I could be wanted and they'd send armies out, like, whatever. Or I could do everything I can to help people. I've played this game, I can't tell you how many hours I have on it because I've torrented it so many times. Played it for like 30, 40 hours cheated sometimes didn't cheat other times quit the game a couple months later went back to it played it all over again this time instead of going archer i would go like okay by the way i always go back to sneak and archer sneak and archery that's my thing and backstab you know and that's that's not just for skyrim that's like every game around oh yeah yeah that's kind of my thing i'm I'm the thief assassin character that's that's me (laughs) but yeah uh, I i just love going wherever i want to for whatever reason i want to you can shoot down dragons it's it's so great, right? <laughs> I just, it's, it's so amazing. Like, so skill-wise, um, obviously, there's a lot for it to improve. I, I never played the other ones, the other games before. I've heard good and bad things about them. Um, a teaser just came out what, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that um, the new one's coming out, the number six. But 
this game is like super open world. Uh, you can talk to people and things change on what you do. You can turn into vampire or werewolf or none. There are choices you can make in the game that are irreversible or cut out other paths. Like for the Thieves Guild, there's a place called Thieves Guild. You can do their quest line and become one of them. And if you don't finish it, you get some interesting artifact called the Skeleton Key. It's a lockpick. By the way, I steal everything wherever I go. And I don't get caught. That's that's the important part. Um, I have the skeleton key, and I can like break it anywhere I want. The skeleton key is a lockpick that doesn't break. Thing is, to finish the story, you have to return that skeleton key to where it belongs. And I don't want to do that. All right, so there's that. So I've torrented that game so many times. I've played it, and the reason I've torrented it instead of buying it was so I could mod it. Right? I, bought, I put so many mods on it and stuff. And then Skyrim, Bethesda, they come out with a moddable version, so I bought it on mm-hmm. Steam. And even after that, I don't know how many hours I have on it, but I'm just playing it now, again. I have all the DLCs. I don't know. This is a great game. Um, so I said I was going to mention Zelda later, and I'll mention it now. I didn't put Breath of the Wild here because I didn't play it. But from what I hear of it, it's like as open world as Skyrim, where, yeah, there are quests, yeah, there's a reason for doing things. There are, placing, there are things you need to do or that you should do. There are experiences that won't be the same if you just go free, but the option is still there to just run around, kill things, or not kill things, to just be free and do stuff. I saw a picture of a person go, riding, I think it was a bear on fire, <laughs> and then the fire was actually interacting with the grass and stuff around it and causing that stuff to burn. And I'm like, wow, how immersive. Like, That's why I would argue that it's... It's like Skyrim on steroids. Yeah, so th- I want that game so bad, but the only reason I didn't put I put Skyrim instead of that, the only reason I didn't put uh, Breath of the Wild is because I don't have it. I haven't tried it. I don't have a Switch. So once I get that Switch, it's Mario Odyssey to beat 64, and then Breath of the Wild to beat Skyrim. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's my number one. And it's not just because the game itself. It's more of what the game gives me, the, the, the freeness of it. I don't know, the open world. I love that aspect like i was playing final fantasy 10 right i'm telling you that and it's not open world there's a very very there's a very linear specific path the map shows you where you can and cannot walk and i hate it in skyrim if there's a mountain and you have a horse you can go up that your horses are on steroids they you can go almost 90 degrees up like it's ridiculous i love it yes there's a path of the mountain but i'm not going to go around the mountain to find it some some of those mountains are huge I'm yep. not going to waste 10 minutes. Yeah, you just got to go straight up on your horse, man. Yeah, I'm, or I'm just keep jumping and find something to like, glitch my way up. I don't know. I'll do something. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my number one. That's you would one. you would really love Breath of the Wild. I think that it would replace Skyrim as your top pick, actually. Yeah. I really genuinely believe that. No, and I believe, too. I've seen some gameplay. I've seen some stuff. Uh, this is a guy, uh, Doug Doug. Um, makes YouTube videos about games and stuff. And he did this thing where, can you kill the... It's some Boston Zelda, I forgot, um, with chickens. And so he has... He, oh, it was he, a Lionel. Lionel, yeah. And I've watched it that video. Lionel, yeah. And, okay, so... It's just so hilarious. But all jokes aside, like, I see him crossing mountains. Like, well, you can't do this with a chicken on your head. You can't swim and you can't do certain things. So you have to cross... The trek cross country. And I'm like, bro, that's so Skyrim me right there. I need to try this <laughs> game. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's me. It's good shit. Uh, Riza has put in, like, so many hours into that game, too. Uh, not Skyrim, but Breath of the yeah. Wild. Um, like she's done like there's 120 shrines I believe I think that number's right and you just go like it doesn't tell you where they all are either like you would love this game because you have to go and find every single shrine on this gigantic like this huge plane of a map right it's, it's just incredible I mean it really is like 
the amount of exploration you can do, I, I think it just would really, really resonate with you. Um, just you know, talking about all the all the love you have for the open world concept. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm, I've seen some gameplay, and this is definitely going to be like something I'm going to play. But you know, enough of that. But what's your what's your what's your number one? All right, guys. Uh, my meal. my number one, my favorite game. It's actually two. It's oh. kind of it's kind of tied up here. But my favorite game series of all time, Star Wars. Knights of the Old Republic, one and two. <laughs> okay, I keep trying to get these guys to play this game, and I think it's, I remember this. It's more of a technical issue type deal. It's not because we can't, we don't want to. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. a technical thing. I don't know what it is. Um, it's notoriously buggy, especially the second one. But uh, allow me to tell you about Coder one and two. So, the first game, um, I. I guess it was more of my first serious RPG, whereas Fable is kind of um, it's kind of a joke, kind of parody of an RPG sort of. It kind of has that vibe. It's short. It's kind of you know it's you know retrospectively, it's kind of garbage. <laughs> it's fun, but it's like kind of garbage fun, right? Mm-hmm. Coder is so addicting. Like that's the only word I can think of for it. You play as someone in the Star Wars universe, which is totally unrelated to the movies, by the way. It's not canon or anything. Mm-hmm. It's in the universe, so they've got, like, lightsabers, and they have, like, starships, and they have the planets the and stuff effects. like that. Yeah. Um, but none of the characters in there are part of the movies or anything like yeah, that. Got mm-hmm. Totally independent. So your character... Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't know how to talk about this game without giving away the spoilers and stuff. So I'm gonna I'm, I'll just put out a spoiler. Is it cool? If yeah, I no, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. All right, this is a spoiler alert for anyone that doesn't want to know the ending for just the first one. I'm not going to talk about the second one, but uh, the first one. Uh, this is the warning. So you start out playing as someone who's on a starship. You wake up and you have no idea where you are, or who you are. It's kind of a a mystery to you. And the game uses that to kind of explain what the background is. Mm-hmm. You're being attacked by like Sith fighters and stuff. Um, you need to get off the ship, uh, get to the escape pods. So you make your way through um, the first ship, which is like the first level, right? You make it to the escape pods, and then you crash land on the planet below called Terrace. Um, From there, you meet this Jedi named Bastila. You form a party, and you start meeting these new characters. And the game is all about um, just going through to the different worlds, collecting these things called Starforges. There's a evil, like, dark Jedi, someone that was previously a Jedi, but fell to the Sith, the dark side. And um, basically your goal is to find the maps that lead you to this thing called the Starforge, which is, like, the equivalent to the Death Star, basically, but for, you know, back then. I think it takes place, like, before um, the new Star Wars universe, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're doing all this stuff, but along the way you're, like, getting into these deeper kind of um it's kind of like persona in the sense that you build these character relationships with each other and you learn about the other characters and things like that um but really what drives it is kind of the sense of exploration and that's uh i feel like Raz would like this game a lot just because you do get to explore so much and sonny would like it for the character development it's just an amazing game and then at the end of it this is like the spoilery part you find out that the guy revan the dark jedi that you're in pursuit of it's actually you. You are Darth Revan. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's like... Wait, <sighs> you didn't know, so... You never you know forgot. That. And then, dang, that's... Mm. See, when you go back and play it through <clears throat> a couple more times, 
the hints are there. It becomes kind of like, you know, something's hinting at that, that that's going to be kind of what's coming. Um, there's subtle hints here and there. And all this time, the enemy that you were pursuing was actually yourself. And when you have that information, when it's revealed to you, you can either decide to go light side, which is the path you've kind of been on. Oh, it's during uh, the gameplay. During the gameplay, yeah. You can choose to go white, like light side or dark side. The dialogue choices has an impact on that and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It has an effect on you in some capacity. Um, but you can also become like the greatest Sith Lord ever, basically. Hmm. And so, so, just I'm just gonna guess that you would become the Sith Lord. I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> I would play both sides. Yeah, you got to get a feel for both. It's both sides has their advantages and stuff. I always yeah. go light side because I feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know. It's a very basic story in the first game of like light versus dark. The choices are very obvious. Mm-hmm. What's light? What's dark? The second game is a lot more special because it's a lot more nuanced. Mm-hmm. There's a character in there named Kreia, and she's a gray Jedi. She's someone that's neither light side nor dark side. She's someone who presents a very um, interesting like philosophical viewpoint on the Force. And her whole thing is that she wants to use you, the character, as a way to get rid of the Force entirely. Because she thinks that if you have the Force, you have no free will. Because the Force is what compels you to do certain things, and there's a natural balance and a natural order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she believes that in... Without the Force, it wouldn't be a light or dark side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Instead of that, people just make choices on their own, and then the balance isn't struck anymore. And the reason she uses you is because in the second game, your character is someone who was exiled from the Jedi. They had their Force powers um, kind of taken away from them they forgot how to feel the force. And that's something that's supposed to be impossible for, like, force-sensitive people to do. And then throughout the game, Kreia slowly kind of develops the force within the character again. And all along the way, she's sort of instilling her philosophical viewpoints on morality and things like that Mm -hmm. into the character, trying to get you to shift your ideas and things like that. So where the first game is a lot more of a kind of classic RPG where you you know exactly what's going on, but it's a lot of fun because it's in the Star Wars universe if you yeah. like that sort of thing. Yeah. The second one is a lot... It's something that compels you to think about things, and it's something that sort of... I don't know. You have to confront your own views and think of what makes you think is you know what's right and wrong, and that's kind of why I like it because you get into some deeper level of thought there. Just from hearing that, I want to play it because, like... None of my games have what you just described, mm-hmm. but I know exactly what you're talking about because, and I've told these guys many times, I have a favorite book series. <laughs> but that's that's big. I've read through a series that went into that where you think you know what's right and wrong, and then you morality is so volatile, mm-hmm. right? Like there are people who have compasses, right? Like religious or moral or this or that, but in this story, there's there's like you really question, you really question. So I can totally see that. And it's just, if, th- if that's the game that gave you that gave you kind of a an eye opener, I was like, holy shit, this is kind of what I how I need to think. That's big. It's mm-hmm. big. It it makes you think about um, just the philosophy and like the morality and things like that, like what the moral gray areas are. Um, it's you know, real life is a lot more in line with that game than it is with the first game. Oh yeah, because it's not so obvious you know doing the right thing or doing the wrong thing there's a lot of gray area a lot of the time and when you're forced to confront that gray area especially in the context of some of the decisions that are made in that game 
um, it's just a very unique experience. I think you would like it a lot because no, I, would, I, would, I think I would love that. A part lot of, of uh, our I bought, conversations. So. I bought the game, but damn, it, it was I couldn't even start it. I couldn't even start the adventure. It wouldn't run. Yeah, it wouldn't run. Yeah. So I told Chris about this when I, when I told him I bought the game. I, I was extremely upset because Chris was just hyping this up, and I just Dude, I wanted to play it. It's but. literally my favorite game series of all time. Like Coder One is like I think it's my favorite one. Just because it was the first one I played, it was such a. It just had a huge impact on me. It was so good. I just, I play it like almost annually. Like I play this game all the time. Oh, nice. Um, the second one is equally good, if not better. Really, I mean, from an objective standpoint, it's probably better. Um, but it, yeah, man. Like if you guys can get past the technical issues, I hundred percent like recommend you guys play these games. Well, you guys have any any um, honorable mentions you guys want to mention real quick? Yeah, so we were thinking, we were, when we're trying to bring up this list, right, we played so much, I don't know how I managed to narrow it down to five. And as we were talking about it, you mentioned Dark Souls. I'm like, dang, I wish I'd put that in. So there are a couple honorable mentions that <clears throat> I think we all have to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, not in any particular order, but uh, I had like these four... And then Sonny mentioned just flash games in general, um, and I'm like, wait a minute, this these all might these might all fall under it. So there's like castle defense games that's mm-hmm. big in my life, right? I don't play them anymore, but you know how there's like kind of like a maze like system to an end, and you have to place structures along the path. That path is used by enemies to get to you, mm. right? And I love I used to love those games, right? And like don't touch my gems. <laughs> that, that that's a, this, that's a series. A series of games called Don't Touch My Gems, where you have gems and the enemies come and try to take them. You got to shoot them down. Um, so I like the castle defense ones, the medieval ones, right? Magic archers, those type stuff. Not really. Um, what should I call it? The more modern ones. But there's one in particular. Like I forgot what it's called. I don't know. It's called Nemesis or what it was. But basically, you're the guy trying to steal the gems now. You're the guy trying to get through. And the tower defenses are makes of stop you. So that's one. Um, there's also archer defense games, which is the same thing, but instead of towers, you're an archer alone or with a group, and you have to shoot them down. Um, and the stick page games. Oh, stick page, stickpage.com. I don't know. They they got like cool skits. I, 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 you guys need to try it out. Go to stickpage.com. It's, it's some crazy good stuff. It's just stick figures fighting or stick figure games or stick figure movie skits. But yeah, that's kind of my thing where. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Flash games that we mentioned earlier is a, is a big part, but I couldn't really put it on my list, so that's my honorable mention. All right, uh, I've also got four. Uh, first two were on your guys' lists, actually really high up. The first one is Skyrim. Uh, that's definitely a really great game. I uh, got into it like right when it first came out. Uh, that was like a big thing for me and my friends back in high school. Uh, so that's definitely got a special place in my heart. The other one was Zelda Wind Waker. Definitely my favorite Zelda game of all time. Uh, Breath of the Wild is really good, but it just doesn't... Uh, to me, at least, uh, Wind Waker is better. Um, I think it's just a nostalgia factor oh, yeah. playing it again, for sure. But um, uh, the other two are unique. Um, they're both Game Boy Advance games, or like the way I played them was on the Game mm-hmm. Boy Advance when it was like re-released. It's Super Mario World and Kirby Nightmare and Dreamland. Those two games I put so many hours into. They're so much fun. Uh, just platformer games. Uh, just like the side-scrolling platformers, man. Like, you can't get better than Mario, of course. And then Kirby's a really fun game, too. So those are my honorable mentions. I don't have any honorable mentions. I've played so many games. I love so many games. But some of them, I just can't put them up there as high as the other five I have played. 
And just a quick recap um, of all our top fives again. Uh, five for me was Dark Souls, four Mabinogi, three Final Fantasy, two Zelda, one Persona. That was mine. Top five. Um, for me, start from the bottom, going top. It was Epic Battle Fantasy three, an RPG game. Uh, then it was RuneScape. Then it was League of Legends, which I still play. Um, Super Mario 64, maybe might morph into Mario Odyssey. And then top of the list, Skyrim, which also I still play. And then for me, Persona 5, Fable, Star Wars Battlefront 1, Pokemon, in particular, Sapphire. It's the best one. And Star Wars Knights Republic 1 and 2. And wow, I just noticed that we've been talking about this for almost two hours. Uh, that was a hell of a ride, guys. Two hours, wow. That's crazy. Like, I could not even feel the passage of time. It, this it is literally like, went by so fast. Like, that was amazing. I, like, th- th- I, mean, I mean, I think you mentioned something like this, but we are masters of our own experiences, right? Yeah. You know? We're, we're our own subject matter experts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this was, this was, this was great. I love yeah. this. And, uh, and we all came out with something. Instead mm-hmm. of just giving our stories, you now know. <laughs> you gave Persona 3 on your phone. Yeah, you know what I'm doing after this. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to look into getting some of these nostalgic games. I'm going to finish Wind Waker for a start. Finish Final Fantasy, which I'm still in the middle of. Go pick up a Switch. Oh, yeah, that's... that's <laughs> de- no, before... I, yeah, I need that. Uh, also, yeah, Breath of the Wild and Odyssey. That's that's kind of my, my goal next, I Those guess. Are, I still need perfection. to get uh, Star Wars The Older Public to work. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention, I'm actually not even a really big Star Wars fan, to be honest with you. It just so happens that there's an amazing Star Wars RPG out there, and it takes place in the Star Wars universe. It's just so fucking good. Like... I wish they would make the movies about these games, man. They have the best, like, source material ever, but that'll never happen. Well, that's kind of with me and Zelda. Like, well, yeah, I don't play Zelda that much, but I'm enjoying Wind Waker, and I think I would, like, I'm, I'd enjoy Breath of the Wild. For sure. Yeah. All right, that's our lists and some action items for later, too, what we might do in the future. I'm Araz. I'm Sunny. I'm Chris. And we'll see you next time.